Let's talk about the real pandemic on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny and I'm here coming to you from central Minnesota. We are in a moderate drought right now. Our grass is brown uh, and despite having rain sort of all around us, um, we are in a little bit of an area that has really gotten none. And so it's dry and it's dusty. Uh, it's beautiful sunny days, uh, but we could really use some rain. So you can pray for our region uh, that rain would come and soak our grounds and our crops and all the things that our, our farmers need uh, in this area. Uh, today, I want to talk about the real pandemic, but before I do, I promised you that I would score my last podcast. My last podcast was a Father's Day edition special, uh, and I do wish a happy Father's Day uh, to all of my listeners who are dads or grandpas, and um, and uh, we bless you, and, uh, and I want to talk more specifically about fatherhood today. Uh, but last uh, podcast, I took questions from my kids. Uh, I have eight children and I asked each of them to write me a question. And part of the game or uh, exercise was that I was supposed to guess which child wrote which question. I kind of under my breath murmured, you know, in deference to Las Vegas, that the over-under was about three. Um, and I was right on the money. I got three out of the eight correct. Actually, my three youngest I got right. <laughs> And the five oldest, I got all wrong. Um, but it was fun answering their questions, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you asked, answered them as well, especially dads uh, and moms. You know, uh, these are great questions that our kids ask us and want to know about us and our history. And when Amy and I, you know, travel and we teach, so often we talk about parents telling their stories. And a lot of times parents think that, think that kids, you know, don't care or our lives have been boring and we're not tabloid type material and we're not very interesting. Uh, but that could not be more wrong. Uh, your kids want to hear what you have to say. And it's so important that we tell our stories and not just the victories, but the defeats as well, the things that we've been through, the things that we've worked through, the things that we've come through the other side, that's, those are called graces in our life. And uh, the graces in our life are actually for our children. Uh, it's theirs as an inheritance, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, we need to be willing to tell our story. They're, they're very interest, interested, especially when we were younger, uh, and especially the mistakes that we've made along the way. And so talk to your kids, tell them stories. It's a great way to connect. I want to talk about the real pandemic today. Uh, you know, the word pandemic is a word that we've heard. And I think I, I read somewhere on the internet that uh, uh, the word pandemic was like the seventh most searched word <laughs> in, the, in the past year. It makes sense because it's a word been thrown around and scientific word that maybe people don't completely understand. You know, we've heard of epidemics. Epidemics are usually more regional or local. Pandemics tend to be more worldwide or spread to great, uh, to great uh, geographical locations. 
The definition of pandemic is occurring over a wide geographical area and affecting an exceptionally high proportion of the population. So that's a pretty general term. You know, we think of it in regards to medicine or viruses or outbreaks or uh, different things that affect our bodies. Uh, but a pandemic can describe anything that occurs over a wide geographical area and affect an exceptionally high proportion of the population. And so today I want to talk about what's so important, not only to my ministry, uh, me personally, uh, but as a culture, because that's what this podcast is about, is about culture. And what I want to talk about is fatherlessness. It is a pandemic globally. So listen to this. Now, I'm not minimizing COVID, but there have been 3.8 million deaths worldwide attributed to COVID. That's a lot. And that's a staggering number. But compare that to fatherlessness. Uh, Just in the United States alone, 25% of U.S. children lived in a father-absent home. And I believe the statistic is 35 to 40%. I believe that's actually a little bit of an older statistic. I think it's closer to 30% now and 35 to 40% in a one-parent home. That equals about 20 million just U.S. children living with a father absent. That's just doing the math. 20 million children. Well, you may say, well, that doesn't, you know, affect them like it would a virus or an outbreak of something like COVID-19. But the point of this podcast is to prove to you that it absolutely affects our culture, our society, our families in even a much more profound way than COVID ever could. And again, I'm not minimizing the effects of covid But what I'm saying is is that there's another pandemic, a real pandemic that has been present in our country that we, it's time that we open our eyes and we address it for what it is. I read an article by, by liveabout.com written by Wayne Parker. And uh, some of the data of my podcast is from that, but he wrote, uh, we might want to believe otherwise. And there are many children who overcome the hardships associated with an absent father, but the truth is in the data. (laughs) The truth is in the data. Fatherhood.org is an excellent website if you want to dig deeper into this issue. They wrote, many people believe that family structure doesn't really matter as long as children are cared for and loved by someone, anyone. However, research on father absence shows that the old adage, quote, correlation does not imply causation, end quote, does not apply to the effects of father absence on children. In other words, according to absent father statistics, for many of our most intractable social ills affecting children, father absence is to blame. This is black and white data that I'm going to share with you that shows that there is an absolute direct connection to the things that are affecting our society and culture today can directly be attributed to an absent father in the home. And as I list some of these things, I'll go through them fairly quickly. Any one of these, if we just took one, it should get our attention. But when you stack them on each other, it's a pandemic. It's an absolute pandemic that is affecting our society in a major and cultural way. 
So listen to this. Children living in a female-headed home with no spouse present had a poverty rate of 47.6%. This is over four times the rate for children living in a married couple home. 47.6%, my friends. A study of 1.3 million infants in Florida evaluated how a lack of father involvement impacts infant mortality. A lack of father involvement was linked to earlier births as well as as well as lower birth weights. Researchers also found that father absence increases the risk of infant mortality and that the mortality rate of infants within the first 28 days of life is four times higher than those with absent fathers. Are four times higher for those with absent fathers than those with involved fathers. That's staggering. That should be staggering to me and the medical community. When we talk about risk factors, that, that floored me. Studies found that adolescents from father-absent homes were 3.5 times more likely to experience pregnancy than were adolescents from father-present home. 3.5 times. Moreover, the rate of pregnancy among adolescents from father-absent homes was 17.4% compared to 4% in the general adolescent population. That's the 3.5 times more. It's almost 20%. One in five adolescent children experience pregnancy in a father-absent home. That's staggering. Disengaged in remote interactions of fathers and with infants is a predictor of early behavior problems in children and can lead to externalizing behaviors in children as early as age one. Listen to this one. Examining gun carrying and drug trafficking in young men linking father absence to the likelihood of engaging in these behaviors. Results from a sample of 835 juvenile male inmates found that father absence was the only disadvantage on the individual level with significant effects on gun carrying, drug trafficking, and co-occurring behavior. Individuals from, listen, individuals from father-absent homes were found to be 279% more likely to carry guns and deal drugs than peers living with fathers. My friends, this ought to blow our minds. I I don't need to read anything more than 279% more likely. We're trying to figure out our prison problem, our drug problem, our gun-carrying problem. There it is. 279% more likely. Relationships between father absence and lower education attainment for African-American females found that a longer duration of father absence is a predictive factor for lower educational success. I might have to put a little bit of a duh in there. Researchers discovered that longer duration of father absence often leads to lower income and family economic stress. Now, that is an understatement. As you dig into the data, it's unbelievable the connection between economic uh, uh, downward uh, spiral that takes place with a father absent. Father involvement is related to positive cognitive, developmental, and social behavioral child outcomes, such as improved weight gain in preterm infants, improved breastfeeding rates, higher receptive language skills, and higher academic achievement. This, this, the data is clear, and it's, it's striking, even as you dig deeper in. 
The rates of fatherlessness, unfortunately, is increasing. And my friends, when we talk about deeper brown Americans, don't like to use the word term black, the percentage of fatherlessness in deeper, darker brown Americans is 70%. 70%. It's pandemic. And we can't bury our heads in the sand. Even when we talk about racial discussions, if this is true, then there is a racial cultural problem that's taking place. And it's a big problem. And unless that problem is taken care of, all of these other things are just simply symptoms. We have to get to the core issue. Behavioral and mental health issues are also more prevalent in children growing up in poor families. Factors such as the neighborhood environment and family disputes and struggles can lead to depression, obesity, and a general rebellion against authority. Is that what we're seeing today? Of course it is. Could it be possible because it's fatherlessness? Absolutely. This is what we need to double down on and see that this is a real issue. Let me go through these really quick. Fatherlessness. Suicide, 63% of youth suicides. Runaways, 90% of all homeless and runaway youths are from a fatherless home. Can I read that again? 90% of all homeless and runaway youths is from a fatherless home. Behavioral disorders, 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders. High school dropouts, 71% of all high school dropouts. That's three in four of every high school dropout comes from a fatherless home. Should this surprise us? Maybe not, now that we're digging into these statistics even more. Juvenile detention rates, 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions. Substance abuse, 75% of adolescent patients in substance abuse centers are from fatherless homes. Aggression, listen, 75% of rapists are from fatherless homes. My friends, it's pandemic. It's pandemic. There is a dramatic, a dramatic increased risk of drug and alcohol abuse in homes without a father. I thought this was interesting. Children from low-income, two-parent families outperform students from high-income, single-parent homes. Interesting, isn't it? We think so much of what's going on in our society is economic. Well, this debunks that completely. It's about social stability in a home that creates a child who feels stable and secure and safe and healthy. And they have higher achievement. Young men who grow up in homes without fathers are twice as likely to end up in jail as those who come from traditional two-parent families. Those boys whose fathers were absent from the household had doubled the odds of being incarcerated. Even, listen, even when other factors such as race, income, parent education, and urban residents were held in constant. What does that mean? They took those factors out in the study and were able to to quantify what the issue is. And despite all of those things being equal, homes without a father 
their children were twice as likely to be incarcerated. My friends, that is the pandemic. I'm not saying that there isn't racial inequality in our country. I'm not saying that there isn't income inequality in our country. I'm not saying that there isn't education inequality in our country. I'm not saying that there isn't geographical inequality in our country. But what I'm saying is when you hold all of those things equal, the greater risk of developmental, uh, drug, uh, gun use, educational abilities, uh, stability, early pregnancies, and even incarceration, it all relates to fatherlessness. So why is this important? Why are dads so stinking important? Why do the statistics show that having a father, and it doesn't tell even the quality of the father, (laughs) why having a father in the home, period, makes such a difference? Well, for instance, according to these articles, young boys who have a father figure are less likely to act out and young girls are often more confident. A father can help establish a sense of security and guide children to make wiser decisions. I think that goes without saying. Discipline is another area where significant differences between mothers and fathers are seen. While women tend to be more sympathetic, fathers tend to be sterner. Fathers like to enforce the rules with an objective perspective. Listen, and this can install in children a greater sense of right and wrong that can last a lifetime. My friends, do you see in our culture and our society a problem with right and wrong? Is it possible it's because of fatherlessness? And this is important. Fathers also help boys develop self-respect for women and make girls more confident around men. I'm going to read that one again. Fathers also help boys develop self-respect for women and make girls more confident around men. Do any of you as my listeners feel like that could be important? Like maybe that's a problem in our culture right now. I'm telling you that it's a symptom of fatherlessness, a symptom of the pandemic. But most importantly, why are dads so important? It's because it's God's best way. It's the way he created it to be. And we can always take that to the bank that it's going to be the best for our children, best for our society, the best for our culture. He created it that a man and a woman would be married and raise a child. That that would be the healthiest, safest, best, most productive way to raise a child. It's his best way. Culture. It's the sum total ways of living passed down from generation to generation. That's what culture is. And we need to connect with his way, his best way. Of course, Proverbs are filled with instruction about children and parents and fathers. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Further in Proverbs, the father of a righteous child has great joy and a man whose father is a, father's a wise son rejoices in him. But this is the verse that makes my heart sing. Malachi 4, 6. This is the last prophetic declaration of the Old Testament before the Gospels began, before the, 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 the indoctrination of Christ himself, the injection of Christ 
into the history of the world. And it says he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. This, this kills me. This hits me right in the heart. Because this was the prophetic declaration of what ought to have happened in the ushering in of the era of Christ, his death and his resurrection. It's the age in which we live. Restored families is the manifestation of the cross and his resurrection. Real quickly, we know the story in Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John went to pray and they met a lame man on the way. And he held out his palms and asked for some alms, but this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this guy goes ballistic and gets completely healed. And Peter stands before this crowd that gathers because this man is making such a commotion. And he releases one of the most important New Testament messages of all time. Acts chapter 3, if you haven't read it, read it. And he was basically saying, the first thing he said is, hey, why are you marveling at this man being healed? Because this is a manifestation of living on this side of the cross. We shouldn't be surprised at all because all of the prophets foretold the times in which you live right now. You are the sons of the prophets. And this man being healed is a demonstration of what should happen post-resurrection. And he said healing would be a manifestation. He said that we would once again find refreshment in the presence of the Lord. And at the end of his message, he says, and all of the families of the earth would be blessed. Healing, presence, and restoration of family. That is the manifestation of living on this side of the cross. So we should expect to see exactly what Malachi 4 said. The hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. This is a sign of a healthy culture ushered in by the blood of Jesus. And so if all of the things that I said is true, and that this is the real pandemic, this is what our, our nation is should focus, politicians should focus all their firepower on this pandemic, instead of programs and handing out money and, 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 and trying different ways to stimulate the culture, through legislation. But my friends, you can't legislate morality. You can't legislate behavior. And that's what this is all about. Fatherlessness is about behavior. It's about his ways. It's about following his ways, about entering into a relationship, becoming married, and then having children <laughs> in that order. It's about, it's about, what we what it's about what do we do well there are practical things we can do such as adoption and mentorship and entering into the lives of these families but the clearest thing that we need to do as ambassadors of heaven is we demonstrate a superior way his way is superior right now the world is demonstrating things to our children and it and it's feelings based it's like do whatever feels right they're talking and demonstrating premarital sex as if it's an absolute normal way of living. Pop culture is trying to demonstrate and to show our kids uh, that their way is the best. Follow your feelings. But we have a superior way and we need to demonstrate the superior way and the stability of that way. 
We need to teach from the pulpit those of us who are ministers and leaders. Come on, youth leaders. This is your chance. Have culturally relevant messages. Our youth meetings can't be just about playing games and locking arms and singing kumbaya. There's no time for that. The lives of our children are at stake. And youth leaders, you're not a substitute for their parents. But in these situations, during this pandemic, you can teach them culturally relevant messages. It's about showing, teaching, and speaking, and demonstrating the superior way. You know, as a physician, we, we are taught that every single time a smoker comes into our office, we need to tell them to quit smoking. And sometimes we get so frustrated because in the back of our mind, we're like, they're not going to quit. They, they know that it's harmful, but they're not going to quit. But studies have shown over and over and over again that they're much more likely to quit, much more. The percentage is incredibly high if an authority figure tells them to. <laughs> so tell them. Tell the children that there is a superior way. Tell them to not follow feelings, but follow God's way. We are the demonstration. We are the salt and the light. And when we demonstrate healthy family, we can overcome this pandemic. The vaccine to this pandemic is God's superior way. Of that, I am sure. Thank you so much for listening to me here again this week. It is a privilege to share my heart with you. And again, this isn't the, the gospel according to Dr. Johnny. I want to hear your opinions and your thoughts and your ideas. So please go to pushbackculture.org and share your heart with me. Now let's go together to set and shape the culture. <laughs>